0: Welcome to Lit Poetry, the podcast where we go on a journey of discovery, reading, analyzing, and discussing great poetry from around the world. Poetry is worth it because the reading and writing of poetry is a revolutionary act that has the potential to transform both the reader and our world.
1: At the heart of changing times in history, there often exist influential works of art and music that reflect the historical events taking place. In the case of revolutionary times, artistic expression can often give voice to oppressed minorities and enable them to better understand and express their hopes and aspirations and to redefine their identities. Today on Lit Poetry, we are featuring a poem that has functioned in this artistic way by giving voice to the rebellious spirit that was an important part for the fight for civil rights in the 1960s in the USA. As the campaign for racial equality played itself out across the United States, there emerged a black arts movement which was advancing new styles of artistic expression. Artistic expression that was empowering because it was created, promoted, and being published by black people themselves. The poem We Real Cool by Gwendolyn Brooks is just such a work of art that came out of this movement. It is perhaps one of the most iconic poems of the civil rights period. It is a poem noted for its sassy and unconventional style, its syncopated rhythm and jazzy fluidity. It is a poem that is electric and pulsating with life, oozing with attitude. In some respects, in this poem, you can almost hear the rap music that was to follow in its wake through the decades to come. And I guess that's not surprising, is it? Because how else does an oppressed minority rebel against a white culture of rules and regulations than to repurpose and revolutionise a language formally used against them as a tool of subjugation? To claw back power, language must be reappropriated. And in this poem, we see that reappropriation taking place firsthand. So let's listen to the poem, shall we? May I present to you the rather short but extremely punchy We Real Cool by Gwendolyn Brooks.
0: We real cool. The pool players. Seven at the golden shovel. We real cool. We left school. We lurk late. We strike straight. We sing sin. We thin gin. We jazz June. We die soon.
1: We Real Cool is a poem made up of just eight shortish lines, yet despite its brevity, this unusual little poem developed into one of the most well-known and popular poems of the 20th century, and it contributed to Gwendolyn Brooks' growing acclaim as a writer of brilliant verse. In fact, We Real Cool was anthologized so often in poetry collections around the world that many new readers only discovered Brooke's writing on the back of exposure to this particular poem. During her lifetime, Brooks was one of the most famous poets in the United States, and in 1949, she won the Pulitzer Prize, becoming the first black author to be recognised in this way. We Real Cool was first published in her 1960s collection, The Bean Eaters. Of course, at the time of publication of this particular poem, great social upheaval was underway in American society in the form of the American Civil Rights Movement. Throughout this time, Brooks was a leading figure in the black arts movement, who wanted to write poems for black people, about black people. Moreover, she wanted to write poems that challenged the white privilege and power she saw around her, as well as the status quo she witnessed in society. We Real Cool is an example of her desire to contribute to the American civil rights movement. In the history of the United States leading up to the 1960s, Black Americans were widely subjected to systemic racism and prejudice. They had unequal access to education and jobs in many towns and cities, particularly in the South. They were often denied voting rights, and they also had to live in places that were deeply segregated down racial lines. During the 1950s and 60s, black Americans led a series of legal and political campaigns to reverse these discriminatory laws and to change American ideas about race, winning victories that changed the fabric of American society and life. Black writers like Brooks had a vital role to play in this growing movement. Though the poem never explicitly acknowledges that the speakers are African-American, the poem is usually understood to describe a group of African-American teenagers hanging out at a pool hall. In interviews, Brooks has said that she wrote the poem after seeing a group of young people hanging out outside a pool hall, the Golden Shovel, in Bronzeville, the segregated black neighbourhood on the south side of Chicago, where she lived for most of her life. The rebellion, attitude and angst of the group members towards conservative values is not simply a reflection of delinquency. This is because within the context of the civil rights movement, their actions at the golden shovel can be seen as simply a refusal to conform to society, a society that devalues who they are. Their refusal to obey the rules in a racist system is in fact ennobling. While the poem may also be mourning the tragedy of their high-octane lives, it also manages to proclaim their inherent dignity as human beings. Welcome back. At the heart of We Real Cool is the theme of social rebellion at its costs. The poem is voiced by a group of seven teenagers in a pool hall who become the poem's narrators, speaking with the plural we. The proud declarations that they utter about staying out late, skipping school and drinking booze are spoken as a way of asserting their agency in a world of segregation that strips them of their power. Needless to say, this open act of rebellion exerts a heavy cost, turning public perception against them even further in a world that already values them so lowly. The collective voice of the Seven in We Real Cool gives a detailed and proud account of their defiance and their transgressions. Cutting class and lurking late, fighting and drinking. They may be delinquents, but they own their behaviour. And you can see a continuation of the same attitude in a lot of rap music today. Again, rather than submit meekly to a powerful system pitted against them, those on the margins can choose to wear social reality with pride as a way of resisting those who would demean them. That's incredibly powerful. Of course, in the poem, things do remain rather ambiguous despite this bravado. For example, the name of the pool hall is the golden shovel. The shovel is golden, it's lavish and classy, yet it remains a tool of labour that one would dig with. While golden, it remains an object of the working class and the poor. The golden shovel, therefore, can be interpreted as a symbol suggesting that the reader shouldn't romanticise the youth's rebellious lifestyle. Rather, underneath the facade of partying hard is a tool for digging their own graves, This reality is made all the more apparent through the poem's final words, die soon. In one interpretation of the poem, the speakers are simply wasting their lives. Instead of getting an education, preparing to enter the workforce and making a difference in society, they live like gluttons and fail to impact the world or improve their lives. Yet the poem suggests that the teenager's defiance isn't pointless. Their rebellion has purpose in that they simply refuse to comply with the institutions of authority and power that will never truly benefit them in the first place. Likewise, in describing how they jazz June, they are rebelling against the symbols of June itself. And in America, June is the summer holiday period, when those who can afford to do so go on vacation and relax. These same sort of options are not necessarily open for the poor or for oppressed minorities. As such, to Jazz June is thus to disrupt this pleasant complacency, to make people think about the ways in which society needs to be changed. And since the poem itself closely imitates the rhythms of jazz in its sounds, it's possible to think of this moment as describing the poem's own aspirations, Like the speakers, the poem itself wants to disrupt, to cause people to question the way society is organised. So I just want to finish this podcast for all those poetry nerds out there by very briefly talking about some of the technical aspects of this remarkable poem. I would have loved to discuss the use of alliteration, assonance and consonants and the rhyme within the poem, but time doesn't really allow me to do this. But I will say a little bit about the poem's use of enjambment and its jazz-like rhythm. Almost every line of we-real-cool is enjambed, meaning the lines of poetry don't stop with a natural pause at the end of each line, but rather they continue on, flowing and cascading down the page. The poem's enjambments follow a pattern in the way that they are used. Every line except the last line ends with the words we. After each enjambment, the speaker describes one of the rebellious things they've done or are doing. The poem's enjambments therefore create the feeling of syncopation, which is a disruption of the expected rhythm of a piece of music. The enjambments therefore create surprising pauses and hiccups in the rhythm as the poem is read, and this becomes the key to its jazzy musical sound that is so intoxicating. So that's it for another episode of the Lit Poetry Podcast for Season 4. We'll be back next week with another instalment of the program, and we hope you can tune in then. We'll finish by listening one more time to the poem. See you next time.
0: We real cool the pool players seven at the golden shovel we real cool we left school we lurk late we strike straight we sing sin we thin gin we jazz june we die soon You've been listening to the Lit Poetry Podcast, presented by James Laidler. For more podcasts, poetry videos, and other useful resources, visit our website at www.litpoetry.com. Thanks for listening.